0: The FF Educator. We are just six glorious days away from week zero college football. Just six days from the time of this episode dropping from Navy versus Notre Dame in Ireland. Just six days away from Ohio at San Diego State which is an underrated matchup. Just six days From reigning Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams taking on San Jose State. The Trojans versus the Spartans. And we are just six days away from staying up way too late watching FIU take on Louisiana Tech. Because that's the level of sicko status that we reach here on the Rookie Big Board. On this episode, we are going full college football season primer and we're going to do it rookie big board style. So if you listen to the podcast during the season you know that I break it up into segments and I like to each week focus in and tell you who you should watch for the upcoming week because there's so much action on your TV and that's what I love about college football is that you can sit in front of your TV from 12 noon to 12 midnight and just Be overstimulated with way too much college football content. So what I consider my role is, is watching as much of that as possible and translating what's important for you. So what I want to do on this episode is I'm going to go through my top 25 college football teams that you need to watch from a Devy perspective this upcoming year. And we're going to go into it here and we're going to move through each team pretty quickly, but I want to take a second to give a primer as to how I came about these rankings. What I did is I aggregated all the data from the Rookie Big Board itself and then I took, I uh, made a, like a, a little mini formula here for the rookie big board ratings of the players in each team, how many players each team had. And then I kind of just threw some subjectivity into it to have a little bit of fun with it here. So without further ado, Let's jump right into it here. The 25 teams you need to watch for here as a Devy player in the 2023 college football season. Coming in at number 25 is Notre Dame. So Notre Dame's big player here to watch is Sam Hartman, quarterback transferred from Wake Forest, now is the starting quarterback at Notre Dame. I have a day three projection on Sam Hartman. I think he's an NFL quarterback, Uh, not necessarily a starter right off the bat, but somebody who can last for longer than a cup of coffee at the next level. You'll also want to pay attention to running back Audrick Estime. Not necessarily going to be the best athlete in terms of testing, but he should be super productive this season and might have a shot at day three NFL draft potential. Number 24 is UCLA. The big one for UCLA is wide receiver Jay Michael Sturdivant, who has transferred from Cal to UCLA over a 1000 yards, super productive freshman season for J. Michael Sturdivant with the Bears. Now he's upgrading offenses. You'll also want to watch Carson Steele, who's the transfer from the Mac, expecting him to be the lead guy in a rotation for UCLA. We've seen those UCLA running backs consistently become draft-relevant. And not right off the bat, but there's the potential that true freshman Dante Moore could see some action as the starting quarterback at some point this season. That will absolutely be somebody to watch. He's a name who some folks have as the quarterback one in that 2026 quarterback class, but that is very much up in the air at this point. Coming in at number 23 is Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma's kind of a tricky one. They actually have eight players on the Debbie Big Board but not necessarily any super highly rated players at this point in time, which is rare for Oklahoma. I will say Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback, has an outside shot at day three. Uh, more interesting for most folks is incoming quarterback Jackson Arnold. If things go south again this year in Oklahoma, you should expect to see incoming quarterback Jackson Arnold take over, and folks have really high hopes for him. A sneaky guy under the radars, wide receiver Jaleel Farouk, who I expect to be the number one wide receiver in that offense, and if he, he can put together a productive season, he'll definitely catch the eye of NFL front offices. In a very similar vein is Miami here. Miami also eight Debbie players on the Debbie big board, but not necessarily anybody with a super high rating they do have a pretty interesting running back room between travante citizen and uh, Harry Parrish and I'm forgetting a running back off the top of my head here but so a uh, definitely an interesting running back backfield where nobody's claimed being a Devi star yet but there's certainly potential in that room I also haven't given up on Tyler Van Dyke who had a really good 2021 season not so good 2022 season I'm hoping he puts it all together because he's got a big frame a good arm and solid mechanics so let's just get it all together this year and see if we can solidify ourselves on the NFL draft radar coming in at number 21 is Colorado listen folks for better or for worse we're going to be watching dion's team this upcoming year in terms of a devi uh perspective here similar van of miami and oklahoma where it's a little bit more quantity over quality but there's a lot of transfers here who i think have the opportunity to pop Think about uh, running backs Cavasier-Smoke, running back Alton McCaskill. Think about wide receiver Xavier Weaver, uh, and of course, you know, you have Shador Sanders, who has been a very productive and successful quarterback at the FCS level. Let's see what happens when he steps up to this next level, and you know every Pac-12 defense is going to be bringing it against Colorado, who is beating them out on the recruiting trail, and they're going to want to make sure that they're beating Colorado out on the field to help even that out a little bit. Coming in at number 20 here, Arkansas, just two players on the debbie big board but both of them are absolutely worth watching this 2024 class the first one is raheem sanders he's a name you've heard a lot if you've been listening to the rookie big board all off season but i think he's got legitimate top 50 nfl draft caliber and he's definitely somebody who i like and it's going to make the razorbacks worth flipping on to watch weekly kj jefferson dual threat quarterback there's some folks who are a little bit higher on him than i am but definitely somebody who i am excited to see more as a day three type prospect but we talk about this all the time folks you do need to pay attention to these day three prospects at the quarterback position because these guys more and more are becoming relevant here for fantasy football think about Brock Purdy think about Sam Howell just a couple examples off the top here all right before we move on and get into the teens here I want to make sure folks know about the rookie big board you can head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board to get in on the Debbie big board rankings the rookie big board rankings for the class of 2024 over 30 scouting reports logged this summer so you can be ahead of your league mates the best way to win your rookie draft folks is to start now get a comp get a comprehensive understanding by letting me do the work all right i let you know what you need to know you can get in on the full access of the rookie big board discord and that starts for just five dollars a month you'll also see in the episode description you can now join the free version of the rookie big board discord get in there chop it up with me ask me questions we do have the college football game day chat so you can pop in and enjoy game day with us as well it's always a fun time on saturdays in the rookie big board discord all right coming in at number 19 is arizona it's a team i don't think's getting enough hype all right they're doing a little bit of something out there and i love me some pac 12 after dark it's the last season we can enjoy it what's cool about arizona and some of these other teams that we'll talk about here out west is you can get a later window for them when there's a little bit less volume for games and you can kind of hone in on that a little bit instead of zoning out for the day Right, so for Arizona, two wide receivers I want you to pay attention to T Mac, to McMillan. He's gonna be playing X on the outside, Athletic. Very productive, can go up and get the ball. I really like him as a potential boundary receiver in the NFL. And then Jacob Cowing, he's going to be playing a little bit more in the slot this year, but he should be super productive as well. And quarterback Jaden Delora will be the one slinging it to those two guys. Kansas, two players to know about here. It's Devin Neal and it's Jalen Daniels. I think Devin Neal is really the guy to know about. I've been hyping him up as much as possible. If you li- if you read his summer scouting report, again, over at patreon.com slash rookiebigboard, You'll see that I think David Neal has every trait you need to be a riser here in the NFL draft. And I absolutely think he's going to be somebody that a lot of folks in four months are going to claim that they were in on early. But you will be able to own that because you were listening to the rookie big board and you are ahead of the game. Coming in at number 17 is Kentucky. Kentucky Barry and Brown the wide receiver uh, is going to catch the eye of a lot of folks here I think Devin Leary the transfer quarterback from NC State is going to be throwing him the ball a lot Devin Leary now he's a little undersized and he will live into the pocket here at the next level but he was somebody after my 2021 scouting I thought had a really good chance of being like a really solid day three quarterback prospect struggled a little bit with the offensive coordinator change at NC State last year Now he's transferring to Kentucky and Kentucky is kind of known for helping their quarterbacks look pretty solid. I think it's a really good combination there between Kentucky, Liam Cohen coming back. He's the guy who made Will Levis look really good in 2021 before Will Levis made himself look really bad in 2022. I think he's going to help Devin Leary really shine and get the most out of him. Coming into number 16 is Wisconsin. I've talked about this quite a bit, but I am so, so excited to see this new look Luke fickle, uh air raid offense phil longo air raid esque offense here in wisconsin braylon allen is the dude to talk about he's a yoked up cut up 240 he's powerful he's got good vision he absolutely could end up being the running back one in the 2024 running back class here. Uh, Tanner Mordecai is throwing him the ball. I do like Tanner Mordecai. I think he's a better quarterback prospect than a lot of people give him credit for, so certainly a name to watch out for as well. As we get into number 15 here, we start to pick up on some of these teams that you're really going to want to make sure as you're flipping through those channels. You see Washington is playing. You're going to click on Washington. They're coming in at number 15 because they have a really fun offensive combination here with quarterback Michael Penix Jr., wide receiver Roma Dunze, and wide receiver Jalen McMillan. Now... All three of those guys, I'm actually lower on than consensus right now, but it's still worth watching them, right? Because a few things here, one, just because I'm below consensus doesn't mean the players aren't good. And whenever I'm below consensus, that makes me want to watch these players even more, right? Because I want to check myself. I want to make sure that I'm validated in what I saw on tape last year. And what's the whole point of summer scouting, folks, is to identify how players are going to grow. So if I'm marking off that players need to grow more, I'm going to be watching them more that upcoming season. Season to see if they're improving those things that I want to see. Coming into number 14, maybe a little bit of bias here, but I'm going to go with my Tennessee Vols. Seven players on the Devi Big Board. The big one's going to be Joe Milton. Folks, I promise you, if everything clicks into place, Joe Milton will be a first round NFL draft pick. Now, hold on. I'm not saying he's going to be a first round NFL draft pick, but the dude can legitimately throw the ball 80 yards anywhere on the field. For his frame at 6'5 to uh, 40, I believe, he's very athletic for his frame. He can move the pocket, he can move outside the pocket, he can scramble, he can execute designed runs. Now, what do we need from Joe Milton? Of course, we need to hone in the mechanics. He doesn't even need to be the 70 plus percent completion rate that Hendon Hooker was. He's just got to be like 65 percent, and that's going to lead to success for the Tennessee offense, and that could lead to Joe Milton legitimately being in the first round NFL draft conversation. He's got to throw the ball to somebody, so it's going to be a big question. Who is he throwing the ball to? Wide receivers, Squirrel White, who's going to be a little bit more of the slot guy, a little bit more undersized. Brew McCoy, the former five-star that feels, like he is due for that big productive season uh, you also have Jabari Small who I think is a little bit of an underrated prospect of the running back there for the Vols coming into number 13 is Mississippi Ole Miss Ole Miss sneaking up here with Jackson Dart getting a lot of momentum out of camp it appears that Jackson Dart is going to be named the starter beating out Spencer Sanders who transferred in from Oklahoma State a very successful career there for Spencer Sanders at Oklahoma State uh, Jackson Dart appears to be holding him off and if you were the starting quarterback in the lane kiffin offense you're going to be productive and if we see a big step forward for jackson dart that's going to be really impressive it's going to make him worth watching and of course quinshawn Judkins, right quinshawn Judkins is the dude uh for old miss absolutely he could easily lead the sec in rushing again this season Uh, so it's going to be a big year he's going to be in that conversation with uh, Nick Singleton as to who the running back one is in that 2025 class it's going to spark a lot of debate and that in and of itself is going to be worth watching Michael Trigg the tight end Chris Marshall the wide receiver also guys that we're going to want to keep an eye on coming in at number 12 is North Carolina I got to be honest North Carolina is pretty much driven here by Drake May but the question with Drake May that we're going to have to have answered over the course of this season is Are we going to have a legitimate conversation between Caleb Williams and Drake May, or is it going to be a conversation of Caleb Williams is in a clear tier by himself, and then it's talking about Drake May in the context of the other quarterbacks in the class? Right now, today, in late August, I'm thinking it's more of the former, more of the latter. I think it's going to be more of Caleb Williams in his own tier. And we're going to be talking about Drake May relative to the other quarterbacks in the class. But guess what? That's going to be something that we're going to watch each and every week because UNC is going to get a lot of airtime, and we're going to want to be watching them out of the backfield. There should be a little bit more of a rotation still this year. It should be between George Petaway and Amorian Hampton. We're going to keep an eye on those running backs to see if anybody can claim that backfield. That will absolutely give them a nice Debbie bump. Coming in at number 11. It's Florida State. Florida State is the hotness. They're the preseason darling. They're the the dark horse to make the college football playoffs, right? Everybody has them as the dark horse right now. And there's no need to pretend like they're a sleeper here because there's plenty of guys to watch, and I want to talk about all of them. The big one for me is wide receiver Keon Coleman. Keon Coleman coming over from Michigan State, I believe 6'4", 210. Uh, Legitimately played basketball there for Tom Izzo as well. Uh, Keon Coleman athletic along the boundary stretches the field I think he is going to be a star take a big step forward here in the Florida State offense this year throwing in the ball is going to be Jordan Travis. If you read my summer scouting report on Jordan Travis, you know I'm a little bit lower on him in terms of his translation to the NFL namely because of his mechanics but nonetheless he's going to be one of the most exciting college football players to watch this upcoming year tight end Jaheim Bell super athletic guy great pass catcher transferring from South Carolina last year a lot of folks are excited about Trey Benson I'm not quite there on Trey Benson again another guy you can read that summer scouting report on the vision is concerning for me but there's a lot of exciting points with Trey Benson as well in terms of his lower body strength his burstiness so we're going to see if Trey Benson can put all together this year and put those vision concerns to bed i I gotta mention wide receiver johnny wilson as well super tall i think he's like 6'7 240 uh he's gonna test well athletically he did i believe make bruce feldman's freak list but the hands are bad folks the hands are bad Uh, So we're going to see if we can see a big improvement in those hands going into this upcoming season. Coming in at number 10, we've broken into the top 10. Everybody we're talking about now, folks, including Florida State, it's must watch, right? So we use the terminology here on the rookie big board. If you're sickle level status like me, on Saturdays, you have the main TV, you have the side TV, and then you have the iPad, right? So At the very least, any team I'm talking about right now, if they're on TV, I got to at least put them on the iPad. Maybe the cell phone, you know, maybe you keep working four screens into the equation. We're going to start here by talking about Oregon at number 10. There's a lot to talk about here. This is where I really started having dilemmas as to how exactly I was going to order these guys. I like Troy Franklin, the wide receiver, a lot. I think he is the most underrated wide receiver at this point. If he went in most uh, rookie drafts or rookie mocks that you were doing right now, he's probably coming off the board mid to late second round at the earliest. I think he's going to be that that late first round, early second round turn type wide receiver after all things are said and done when we're doing rookie drafts next May. I like Bo Nix. I said it, folks. I'm not afraid to say it. I like Bo Nix. I see it. I see it coming together I think we have legitimate reasons uh, why he struggled at Auburn and I think we have legitimate reasons why he's playing well at Oregon I'm not saying Bo Nix is going to come out here and be a top 50 pick but would it shock me if Bo Nix is a top 100 pick next year absolutely not would not shock me at all Bucky Irving the running back certainly somebody to keep an eye on Uh, and then you have wide receiver Treshawn Holden who's interesting you know not quite at breakout level yet but it'll be interesting to see if we get there coming in at number nine is the Aggies Texas A&M I could have gone higher with Texas A&M I really could have because there's a lot of fun players to watch starting here with quarterback Connor Wegman Connor Wegman has has a big arm we saw some really good flashes there towards the end of last season new offensive coordinator Bobby Petrino coming in he's known he's Got a reputation for being able to develop and support the growth of young quarterbacks. If Connor Wegman can put it all together, we're going to be talking about him in the conversation of, you know, right there in that top tier of 2025 quarterbacks. So, Connor Wegman is eligible next year. Wide receiver Evan Stewart had a good, productive year for a true freshman, especially in a tumultuous offense that was rotating through quarterbacks last year before they landed uh for Connor Wegman the young guy finally got the chance and and took the reins of that offense so I like Evan Stewart a lot I think you could still get a pretty good value on him in the Debbie landscape and I think when we're having this conversation you know in October you're not going to be able to have that value on him I'm really excited to see if running back Ruben Owens is uh is a featured part of this offense he's a true freshman but there's absolutely opportunity in that backfield. Ruben Owens was the second running back in the 2026 class, uh, coming in at 190, so he's got pretty good size coming in right off the bat. I think he has a legitimate chance in a few years down the road of being a top 50 pick, but it's going to start this year. Anaya Smith, the wide receiver, is back as well. He's more of a utility type guy, which is certainly going to catch the eye of Devi folks here coming up. This next one was really tough. I had no idea where to put Alabama, so I'm just going to be completely honest with you. They got a bump here because they had 19 players on the Debbie big board. Here's the thing, folks. When you recruit as well as Alabama does, you're going to get a lot of guys on the Devi big board, but there's not necessarily any more than two. I would say two players that I definitely know I want to watch right now and that's going to be running back Justice Haynes I want to see how quickly this true freshman gets on the field five-star guy and he's already getting hype from Nick Saban Nick Saban does not hype true freshmen and so normally it takes running backs a while to get their shot in the Alabama offense and I'm not saying Justice Haynes is going to come in and usurp Jason McClellan's lead role but I just want to see if he's that legitimate running back to rotation guy and then the other guy I know for sure that I want to watch is who I just mentioned jason mcclellan the lead running back for alabama he's taken that traditional path at alabama where he's waited his time he's earned his seniority and he should be the lead back Here's the thing to keep in mind with the Alabama offense this year. It's not the Bryce Young, the Tua, the Jalen Hurts offense. They're going to struggle at the quarterback position, at least early in the season, figuring out who that is. Alabama's going to rely on running the ball and defense here, so we're going to want to pay attention to those two aspects of the game. When it comes to quarterback, right now we're trying to figure out who it is. Nick Saban is not named a starter between a more athletic dual threat Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson... And then Tyler Buckner, who is transferring over from Notre Dame with new offensive coordinator Tommy Reese. The edge here is currently with Tyler Buckner, but it's really anybody's guess. By the time you're listening to this, news might have broken. It might not be Tyler Buckner as the starting quarterback for Alabama. Uh, then you're going to look deeper, and you're going to look for some wide receivers here. All right, we're not sure which wide receivers are really going to pop. We still have Jermaine Burton there. We have Shaz Preston, Kobe Prentice, Malik Benson. That's the incoming transfer that's getting some hype here. Ja'Cory Brooks is still there. Who's the guy? Is it going to be Christian Leary or Jalen Hale? So that's the that's the dilemma that we're in with, with Alabama here. There's a lot of players, but it's hard to you know pinpoint necessarily who exactly we're going to be excited about now. But I do feel confident that there's going to be four or five players that we're excited about when we're talking about this list here in November. Coming in at number seven, we're starting to get into the really juicy stuff, folks. It's Penn State. Now, with the Nittany Lions, man... We almost bumped them higher. This was hard. You know, I got to be honest, folks. I spent too long <laughs> with these rankings acting like I'm an AP voter or something like that. But I really did put a lot of effort into these rankings. And so, you know, let me know in the Discord how you feel about the rankings if I left a, a team too high or too low. Uh, but it starts here with Drew Alar here, the quarterback. Now, Alar is going to have a shot of being the quarterback one in the 2025 class. So he's 2025 eligible. He was a true freshman last year. We saw a, a couple little lips out of him that were positive and kind of cleanup time but now he is the dude for Penn State and so it's going to be interesting to see him in action he's going to be throwing the ball to among other players Caden Saunders and Dante Cephas Dante Cephas the Kent State transfer I am very interested in also catching balls from him is Theo Johnson I did bury the lead a little bit of Penn State just have a little bit of fun with it here but the running back backfield is really the one-two punch Nick Singleton and Katron Allen both true sophomores Both very productive as true freshmen. Nick Singleton, super efficient, over six yards of carry, going for over 1,000 yards as a true freshman. He is right now the running back one in the 2025 class for me. I think he's going to stay that way. He's a great athlete, super freaky player, uh, and just super productive as well. So he's got pretty much everything you want going for him there. Coming in at number six is Michigan. So Michigan this is going to be a really interesting one. It's definitely a team that's going to contribute a lot to the 2024 class specifically. I like J.J. McCarthy. I think J.J. McCarthy is underrated and I don't care. Who knows? You can listen to the quarterback summer scouting episode. I do a full breakdown on J.J. McCarthy there. And then probably the best running back backfield in all of college football is Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum. I think both of these guys are very legitimate NFL draft prospects. I think Donovan Edwards can go top 50. I think Blake Corum could sneak into the top 100 here. I think Donovan Edwards legitimately has a shot to be running back one, and I know I've said that about a few running backs already this episode, but he's in that same conversation for me as Raheem Sanders and Braylon Allen, and that's definitely not consensus across the board. So I'm going to be watching him a lot to see if I can stick with that take or if I have to pivot. Quite frankly. And then don't sleep on wide receiver Roman Wilson. He's going to test really well. He's going to be really fast. Uh, so I think that's definitely somebody that you're going to want to watch for Michigan as well. All right, folks, we are in the top five here. This is where things are going to get really spicy, okay? Every team that's left has a high volume. We're going to start here with number five, Georgia. I know it's kind of tough to say the consensus number one team in the country is number five here in the, in the offenses to watch, but remember here, this is from a Devi lens. Now, what's working in George's favor is absolutely Brock Bowers. He's the top of the, the the food chain here. When I'm talking about the Bulldogs, okay? I think he's the best tight end prospect we've seen in a long time. I think he's a better tight end prospect than Kyle Pitts, absolutely. And I believe the NFL feels very similar. So I think he's somebody who's going to step in and be a top six, top seven uh immediate fantasy football tight end if you're thinking about your next season because he will go off to the nfl after this year and then we have an interesting situation with quarterback we expect it to be carson beck we've seen a little bit of carson beck and what we've seen is good he's waited his turn behind stetson bennett the question will be can he step up with a new offensive coordinator and be that dude if he is it's going to be a pretty easy path to the nfl draft for him running backs Branson Robinson really popped, really flashed. Kendall Milton has been there a while. He's done his time. He's been steadily productive. And then Andrew Paul should rotate in at the running back position as well. For wide receiver, they have Dominic Lovett who transferred over from Mizzou. That's getting a lot of positive hype at a camp. He could be a super productive slot guy. They're returning Lad McConkey, the wide receiver on the boundary, and Rod Rod Thomas came in from Georgia as well. Uh, this are sorry, came in from Mississippi State to Georgia. Another transfer this offseason, but he's kind of struggled a little bit in camp to stand out. So it'll be really interesting to see how this offense all fits together. But nonetheless, if the Bulldogs aren't on TV, you have to be paying attention. Coming in at number four is going to be USC, led, of course, by the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Now, this one's tough here with Caleb Williams because he's almost so good already that it takes a little bit of the must watch out of it right but he should be what we're watching Caleb Williams for honestly at this point is to see what tier that we're gonna put him in as a prospect is he Trevor Lawrence tier right is he Joe Burrow tier those are both really good spots to be but they're different levels of translating to the NFL so it'll be really interesting to see how this progresses if the draft happened today I think Caleb Williams is Trevor Lawrence tier but we need to be able to have a lot of tape and a lot of evidence here to back that because that's bold claim that's a strong claim i really like wide uh running back relief brown who will also get some action at wide receiver this year super athletic guy Uh, i really like his ability to make guys miss in space he clearly has good hands they're playing him at running back and wide receiver hey you start getting into a creative spot in the lincoln riley offense i am all in folks wide receiver dorian singer transferring over from arizona i'm excited to see him featured in this offense we still have gary bryant jr in this offense I don't know if we'll see too much of tight end Deuce Robinson, the true freshman this year, but he's somebody to watch. And then, of course, we have true freshman uh, Zachariah Branch who might not get action at least early this year, but if he can work his way into action, that would be great. Running back Marshawn Lloyd transferring over from the other USC South Carolina will certainly be a player to watch as well. Coming in at number 23 is going to be – or I'm sorry, number 23. Geesh. Coming in at number three is – is Texas. We're gonna go with the Longhorns here. Just so much to talk about with the Longhorns offense. Listen, I don't know if Texas is back, but I know I'm gonna watch to figure out if they're back, right? So here's who we're looking for with the Longhorns. It starts with Quinn Ewers. If Quinn Ewers puts it all together, top three quarterback in this class, right? He's got five-star pedigree. He's got a big arm. He's got to get the mechanics down. Again, folks, quarterback summer scouting episode. I dig into this in detail, but he's absolutely, we're gonna be watching him every week to figure out what's going on there with Texas Xavier worthy loved his true freshman season didn't have the chemistry with Quinn Ewers in his true sophomore season and it hurt his tape so can he come back can he put it all together Because I just did my 2024 uh, rookie mock draft over on YouTube. One of the comments was, hey, what happened to Xavier Worthy? He's still in my top 24. But if I'm looking at consensus across the industry, which is what I try to do with my mock drafts, he's not there. He's slipping. But I think he'll get back into that conversation. So we're going to have to see wide receiver Xavier Worthy each and every week. Running back Cedric Baxter legitimately can get run. He's a true freshman, so class of 2026. I think he legitimately could get early run here. I think he could absolutely rotate in with jonathan brooks who is kind of that more senior experienced guy wide receiver isaiah nayer uh was the transfer from oh gosh i want to say idaho but i feel like i'm getting that wrong here um big sky country he transferred in here uh and got injured before the 2022 season so uh, he missed all of 2022, but he was a seriously hyped guy. He's going to be back, super explosive on the outside. Adane Mitchell, AD Mitchell, wide receiver transferring over from Georgia. Folks are really excited about him as well. Uh, potential, we see true freshman Jonte Cook get some action. And then at the tight end position, JT Jatavian Sanders. He's an athletic tight end. He looks pretty shoot in right now to be tight end two in the 2024 class. So we're certainly going to want to be paying attention to him as well. All right, coming in at number two is Clemson. Yes, folks, Clemson with uh, Garrett Riley at the helm. That's going to be worth watching. This isn't your grandpa's Clemson, all right? This isn't DJ Use Clemson. This is Cade Klubnick's Clemson, and I am very excited about Cade Klubnick's Clemson. I think he's going to really take a big step in terms of the Devi conversation this year with the offense fully his. I think he's got a good arm he's a good pocket passer i'm hoping he steps up and shows that command and i think this clemson wide receiver room is underrated all i hear off season with this wide receiver room is oh they got to prove it they got to prove it i think what they did giving the circumstance of that broken offense and that struggling passing attack over the last couple of years i think the blips and flashes that we've seen have been pretty good i like bo collins man i think bo collins has been good for the tigers I, with the pops that I've seen from Antonio Williams, man, I think Antonio Williams can be really good. Adam Randall has been, you know, has, has been in that conversation as well, and I think he deserves to be in that conversation. So I think there's between Kate Klubnick and the wide receivers, and I haven't even mentioned my favorite player to watch on the Clemson offense yet, which is Will Shipley. I like Will Shipley a lot. I've talked about him a good bit, so I don't want to repeat myself, but I think he's that PPR translator. I think he could be a big force with his hands at the next level, somebody who could command 70, 80 targets a season, and that gives him serious, serious fantasy football upside. So you've probably guessed it by now. You've probably put the pieces together by now. Either Ohio State has to be number one, or they would be the biggest snub ever, and they are not the biggest snub ever. They are number one, and they're going to be led by the best wide receiver room in the country – with Marvin Harrison Jr., who should be a top five NFL draft selection, absolute freaky athlete with great hands along the boundary, and Amika Egbuka, who's a guy who shredded underneath this past year. I've talked about them both at length in the wide receiver summer scouting episode. It'll be interesting to see if we get to see any action from true freshman Carnell Tate or true freshman Brandon Innes, who have both gotten a lot of hype out of camp. And don't forget wide receiver Noah Rogers is there as well whether it's Devin Brown or Kyle McCord at quarterback we absolutely need to watch whoever it is because whoever the Ohio State quarterback is is going to have a legitimate shot of being in that NFL draft conversation here out of camp it appears to be you know all the all the hype is currently Kyle McCord, but again, by the time you are listening to this episode, we might know that Devin Brown is named the starter. This is definitely one that they've kept kind of tight lips on. Uh, Cade Stover, don't sleep on Cade Stover. That's a legitimate NFL draft prospect at the tight end position that NFL teams are going to be paying attention to. Then at the running back position, we have Travion Henderson, who is the last running back, the fourth running back that I will mention on this episode that could legitimately be in that top 50 NFL draft capital conversation and can be in that running back one conversation here in the 2024 class? Another player, really great true freshman season, a little bit of regression last year, but it was mostly based on injury. He had a foot injury that he tried to play through and that he did play through at times. Uh, and then rotating in with him will be Mayan Williams, who's a little bit more of a rotational power back, but we've seen these guys, especially at big programs. Uh, be you know kind of later day three selections here so there you have it the top 25 offense is that you need to watch this upcoming college football season through the Debbie lens Debbie perspective folks I legitimately struggle to rank these all right I want to have a conversation let me know if you feel like I ranked the team too high too low who teams I snubbed there was a lot of teams I wanted to talk about there's another about 45 teams represented on the Debbie big board that I didn't get the chance to talk about here uh, and like I said during the season you're going to want to make sure you're subscribed to the podcast because during the season I do like a mini version of this each week I tell you the Big man matchups to watch and the big players to watch that upcoming week and you're going to want to make sure you're in on all the rookie big board action so to do that you can head on over to patreon.com slash rookie big board and again for just five dollars a month you can get access to the full rookie big board discord the full debbie rankings the full rookie rankings my seasonal there's so much going on over at patreon.com slash rookie big board so as always i appreciate you checking out this episode of the rookie big board